Day number 96. 96. Day 96 and 109 days since Joe Biden lied and promised he wouldn't abandon our fellow Americans and their families and military family members and green card holders, thousands of them. We have hundreds of Americans still there. And, of course, our Afghan allies. 106 days since he made the promise. 109 days since he made the promise. 96 days. Last night, I was in Florida. I'm back in New York now. Sorry to say. I should have stayed there. Never come home, ever. Maybe one day I will. Um, But I got to meet. This was a very tough moment for me, actually. Um, I got to meet two of the families that lost. Remember, we lost 13 military personnel at Kabul International Airport. And... I looked at these families. They're lovely people, by the way. And they, I I don't know how to explain it, except you just see it. You know it. You feel it. You sense it. It's a pain that for a mother and a father and a sister and a brother, that's not going to go away. It's going to be, it it just, it's indescribable. And it's so sad. And we were so honored that they came and were a part of this. And for me to meet them and and all I wanted to do, you know, was comfort them. There are no words that you can use that are going to do that except to say that we're so sorry. This should never have happened. It was so preventable. And we can never let this happen again. You know, I know that people don't like when I say, well, you know, Joe can start fixing this. I'll tell you how I'd fix it. I tell the Taliban, we're going to kick the living Adam Schiff out of you and bomb you into smithereens in every every place we can unless you let us go in and take our fellow Americans home, including family members left behind from the military, and take home green heart card holders eligible to stay in the United States. They should be protected, too. And for the Afghan allies that they're assassinating every other day, uh, yeah, we ought to take them to, they don't have to come to America necessarily, but we did promise them we'd get them the hell out of there. I don't know where to take them. There are countries that are willing to work with us, but we need to get them out because they're killing them. And women are back to being treated, you know, horrifically. It's pure evil. Women getting beaten in the streets. You have, you have in the middle of the day, anybody found that had associated with the U.S., they're being assassinated right in the middle of the street. You know, we think all the time we have problems. You know, I've, I've, I've made this mistake throughout my life, and I'm always, you get shocked back into reality when you meet somebody that's really suffering. You know, somebody that lost their legs, their arms, sacrificing their lives for their country. What is so infuriating about this is everybody's turned the page. I'm not turning the page. I'm going to keep counting it down and keep counting the days and keep reminding people that we abandon our fellow Americans. That's not the country that I was taught we live in. You don't abandon your fellow Americans. And the worst part for these poor families is Joe could have easily withdrawn in May, which was the plan that Donald Trump had left him. He could have kept the cars, uh, what's the name of the Bagram Air Base. He could have gotten everybody out safely in March. April, May, June, July, while the Taliban was on the march. He should have been 
pushing them back, driving them back with drone strikes. He didn't do that either. He waited until they surrounded the perimeter of Kabul International Airport. They didn't even have a list of how many Americans were there, and they still don't. It's unbelievable. I met these families, and if any of them are listening, it was my honor to meet you all last night. I met a lot of law enforcement last night, too, and I, I feel bad for them. Look at what cops go through today. Who wants to be a cop today? Ron DeSantis spoke, and he said, yeah, we're going to give $5,000 next year to people. Of, and let me tell you, that is a brilliant deal. I'll tell you why. Because it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to train a New York City police officer. So you give them a $5,000 signing bonus, they're fully trained, they're ready to go to work. And it's a great deal for Florida. And you watch. These cops are going to take DeSantis up because I think they're also working out a way where they, let's say they're five years into the job, 10 years into the job, that they bring their pension with them, or at least the years that they accumulated their pension, which would be great for the police. Um, anyway, it was a very special, we met, I can't even mention all the special people I mentioned, I met last night, but it was an honor. Let me uh, give you an update on the trial. Uh, the judge just slamming the media for their irresponsible reporting on the proceeding, you know, describing it as really quite frightening. Uh, we are now in day three of jury deliberations. Um, people are asking me everywhere I go, well, why is it taking so long? And the answer is, I don't know. I just do know my experience with juries is it's, it's full-hearted to, 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 to think, guess what's going on, what's going through their mind. They had a lot of pages of instruction to go over. Now that the judge opened the door to lesser offenses, now you got a discussion of that. To me, it's a slam dunk case based on the law. If you look at Wisconsin law, if you feel your life is in jeopardy, imminent danger, if you feel that you're in imminent danger, a reasonable person would, would conclude you're in reasonable danger of being of serious harm, bodily harm being happening to you. Um, anyway, the Rittenhouse defense yesterday demanding the mistrial over the drone video. Uh, and now we have two mistrials, one with prejudice, one without prejudice, because the prosecutors ended up giving them a 3.6 megabyte version of their drone video from that night, while the version they kept for themselves had amounted to 11.2 megabytes. And they said the resolution of the file they received came in at 480 by 212 pixels, whatever the hell that means, I don't know, compared to 1920 by 844 that the prosecution had. In other words, they had a much clearer version of the drone footage, and they withheld it from the defense, which is a violation of the law. And they only got it in the, in the final days of the trial. Uh, the left keeps bringing inj injecting a race into the trial. Um, we had Joy Reid sparking a fury over at MSDNC, calling Rittenhouse a, a Karen who uses male white tears to defend herself, uh, himself from getting caught and compares the teen to Justice Kavanaugh. This went viral, those comments by Joy Reid. And, you know, it's just outrageous because that's NBC News. And then NBC News gets even worse because then we found out earlier today, it looks like the jurors in the Rittenhouse trial are being subjected to intimidation. They're hearing the protesting. 
And anyway, the person doing the the jury was followed. Now, the jury's leaving every day in a bus. The bus's windows are covered so that the jurors do not see what's going on outside. I got to imagine with all the noise out there that they're and what led up to all of this is they're probably keenly aware of the pressure and the magnitude of of the, what their verdict is going to be. And I think it's undue influence and undue pressure. I've really come to believe that you need a change of venue for these high profile cases. I really believe that. It doesn't mean all pressure will be removed, but I think to have it in the community, it might be a better job. A jury of our peers would, I think, be represented anywhere in the United States, you know, or somewhere else in the state, maybe knowing state law, that might be more appropriate. Anyway, so the person doing the following was identified uh, as a producer for NBC and MSDNC, and the judge presiding over the, the court, uh, the, as now Judge Bruce uh, Sh- uh, Schrader is the, the guy in charge. Anyway, they claim to be affiliated with this national news outlet. They're following this bus with the jurors. Well, that would be viewed as an intimidation effort. Anyway, police suspect this person was trying to photograph the jurors. Now, these jurors are in a high-profile case. Emotions are running high. You have people swearing that they're going to have unrest if the verdict doesn't go their way. And all of a sudden, police suspect now that this, this producer is trying to take photographs of the jury. Oh, imagine if it was. Yeah, exactly. And the incident is being investigated. The judge in the case now has banned all NBC reporters from the courthouse due to what has happened here. Uh, They've been barred from the courtroom and the producer stopped by the police after running a spotlight because he wanted to stay. Keep following the bus. So I don't know how that's ultimately going to end up. Uh, The Rittenhouse defense, though, this demand for a mistrial over the drone video. I think they've got a good case. Uh in terms of a mistrial again. And people say, well, why hasn't the judge ruled on the mistrial? Because both sides need to file motions to the judge that the judge will read their arguments because we know the judge had been admonishing the prosecution repeatedly. Like for example, you know, this is law school one Oh one. You don't bring everybody knows for decades about Miranda and the right to remain silent. And you don't bring that up against the defendant as and use it as something again why haven't you spoken out before this because you have the right to remain silent and it was an inappropriate question there so I, i do think the possibility of a mistrial is very high here and a mistrial with prejudice which would mean that kyle rittenhouse would never be retried on these charges anyway the prosecution now not full turning over the full resolution video Uh, until two days before closing arguments began. Well, that's withholding evidence by any definition and a violation of law, and it could have altered their entire approach to the defense of Kyle Rittenhouse. That's another reason for a mistrial. There's so many reasons for a mistrial. Um, Anyway, the prosecution does this, and we'll see what happens over this drone video. Um... I know there are people saying, you know, I think Greg Jarrett said it very well last night. There aren't any red flags, even though there's no verdict after two days. Now we're in day three. Uh, In other words, 
questions that could indicate what the jury is thinking. We really don't have that. They wanted to see more video. They asked for some, they wanted the jury instructions sent to them. Um, they asked for more of the videos to be sent to them. Uh, they asked for the definition of the law to be clarified for them. This is all pretty standard, but it seems like they're going over every charge with great, great care. But now that there's a possibility of a lesser charge, now you got to go through the initial charges then you got to go through the definition of other charges. And then you got to ultimately come to a decision. Could be a simple case that there's one or two holdouts. That's a possibility, too. And you could even end up with a hung jury here. I mean, you know, it's anybody's guess. Anybody that says they know is lying. They don't know. The only people that know are the people that are in that jury room. And I don't think I'd want to be one of them today. Because I think there's an awful lot of pressure. There's a lot of, you know, it's a big sacrifice for people to do this. There's a reason everybody wants to get out of jury duty. It's not a bad reason. By the way, if you work for me, apparently it's very easy. Because everybody that works for me, what do you do? I work on the Sean Hannity show. I work on Hannity's TV show. You're dismissed. It's, it happens every single time. They're dismissed instantly. There's not even a question. I work for Sean Hannity. Goodbye. Nice knowing you. All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. So the judge talks about last evening a person identified as James J. Morrison who claimed that he was a producer with NBC News and under the supervision of someone in New York for MSDNC, the police, when they followed him, stopped him because he was following in the distance of about a block, went through a red light, pulled him over, inquired uh, of him why he was going on, and, and he gave information. He stated that he had been instructed by his supervisor in New York to follow the jury bus. Then he said, quote, I have instructed, I have been instructed, I have instructed that no one from MSNBC News will be permitted in this building for a duration of this trial. Jonathan Turley writes this, the seriousness of this incident cannot be overstated, if true. It is, it is not simply because the police thought MSDNC may have been trying to take their pictures. If the jurors believe they were being followed, let alone photographed, it could add to their unease about voting in the case. Now, Cortez Rice, a BLM activist in Minnesota, previously shown in a videotape saying that jurors were being videotaped. Being followed can add an intimidating element for a jury in a city previously subject to extensive violence and rioting. The optics are particularly bad for NBC, given the network's criticism of the trial. One, Tiffany Cross, for example, an anchor, uh, called for the judge's removal, called on a columnist to discuss the matter. The columnist stated earlier this month that white, non-college educated voters supported Republicans using their guns on black people and getting away with it. Not surprising, as written this trial off as a sham. And then, of course, Joy Reid. This, this, this may have a massive impact. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Miranda Devine wrote a piece in the New York Post uh, calling it the 10 debunked heinous lies of Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, one, that he killed two uh, black BLM protesters. No, all three of the men that he shot in self-defense. I think they made the case. And within the law of Wisconsin... Uh, during the violent riots in Kenosha, were all white. 
So that's not true. He crossed state lines. That's another lie. He lived 20 miles from Kenosha in Illinois. His mother and sisters, but his father, grandmother, aunt, uncle, cousins, and best friend live in Kenosha. He had a job as a lifeguard in Kenosha and worked a shift on August 25th before helping clean graffiti left by rioters at a local school. And there he and his friend were invited to join other adults who had been asked by the owners of a used car lot in Kenosha to guard the property after 100 cars had been torched the previous night when police abandoned the town to rioters. Remember, remember the summer of 2020? Where's Liz Cheney's commission on that? Oh, that's right. It doesn't help purge Trump from the party. Sorry. So join forces with the people that call your father a liar, a murderer, a war criminal, and pretty much, you know, guilty of financial fraud. Uh, Anyway, so that was uh, a lie. And Kyle took his gun to protect himself since the rioters were violent and armed, including, uh, for instance, Antifa medic, the one that aimed the gun at him, the lead prosecution witness. Uh, Number three, Rittenhouse took an AR-15 across state lines. Esquire accused him of terrorist tourism. That's false because he kept the rifle was kept uh, in a safe at his best friend's stepfather's home in Kenosha. The gun was illegal. As we now know, that was wrong because under Wisconsin law, he was entitled to possess the weapon he had as a 17 year old. The judge dismissed that charge which the prosecution never should have brought. They could have actually measured the barrel because it would have been, he would have broken the law if it was a short barrel gun. It was not. Uh, Rittenhouse's mother drove him across the state lines to the riot. Well, I interviewed Wendy Rittenhouse, and uh, she never went to Kenosha. She slept late the morning of August the 25th after working a 16-hour shift at a nursing home where she lives in, in, in Antioch, Illinois, And Kyle had already gone to his job in Kenosha when she woke up. Six, he was an active shooter who took his gun to a riot looking for trouble. Well, she says, quote, a 17-year-old kid just running around shooting and killing protesters, said Joe Scarborough, who drove across state lines with an AR-15 and started shooting people up on Friday after evidence in court already had been debunked in terms of Joe's talking points. Scarborough called Rittenhouse a self-appointed militia member Unloading 60 rounds when the defense called out the lie in closing arguments. Scarborough then had the gall to tweet that he was embarrassed for the lawyer. These people know. Remember, for example, the guy that the lead, the star witness for the prosecution that pointed a loaded gun at Rittenhouse before Rittenhouse fired at him. Uh, remember, he only shot once and he only injured that guy. Anyway, number seven, he was a white supremacist, as Joe Biden labeled him. And a tweet showing the teenager's photograph when the White House press secretary, Jen Circleback Saki, propagandist uh, extraordinaire, was asked to explain why she recently, you know, slimed Rittenhouse again without naming him. Well, our general policies on vigilantes are, well, basically you're saying is a vigilante. One story, The Intercept used the term white supremacist 16 times. The accusation has become, you know, you know, used by so many, but I said, show me the evidence. Nobody's provided any. The FBI scoured his phone, found nothing about white supremacy or militias, and the court heard that. All they say were pro-police, blue lives matter, 
That is not white supremacy. As a matter of fact, in many cities in America, you may not know it, but they have a majority minority police force. Uh, anyway, a kid who had been uh, with the police and fire department, a cadet wanted to be a police officer, paramedic. Uh, one sat near the front of a Trump rally. That was enough to brand him a white supremacist. He flashed white power signs with uh, members of the group, the Proud Boys. I still don't even know the, what this group is. Anyway, but after spending three months in jail, Kyle was freed on $2 million bail after his 18th birthday last year and went to a bar for a beer with his mother and other adults, which is legal in Wisconsin. He posed for selfies with strangers at the bar who the media say are part of this group, the Proud Boys, pictured making the OK sign with his thumb and forefinger. By the way, I do. I put my thumb up a lot. Did I make is that a bad sign? Am I not allowed to go thumbs up? I better stop doing that. You know, when people send you a tweet, you send a thumbs up. Got it. Got it. Anyway, um, that was false again. And it comes from a 2017 hoax on on the website for con to punk liberals who keep falling for it. Biden uses the gesture frequently himself. Uh, it says it's she says it's unwise to pose for photo, but it. How many people have took photographs with last night that I don't I don't know a single thing I don't know one thing about them. Hannity about was this with this morning, just this morning, just th- trying to get here. Uh, unbelievable. He wore surgical gloves to cover his fingerprints. Well, the purveyor of that information, some guy Matthew Modine or something, and another celebrity. Anyway, Kyle wore gloves because he was giving first aid to protesters, which even the even the prosecutors noted, but they mocked it. Oh, he put a Band-Aid on somebody. And the judge is a Trumpy, racist, biased towards the defense. Well, that's not true. Um, it's, you know, the fact that uh, he would l- not let the prosecution use the term victim. That's a common practice when the jury is not ruled on a case. Uh, you know, and it's ridiculous. He was, the judge in this case is a Democrat. Has run as a Democrat for the Wisconsin Senate was first appointed by a Democratic governor. Oh, excuse me. I hate, I hate to break your lying narrative. Anyway, so we're in the middle of day three. We don't know which way this is going to, how this is all going to play out, but we shall find out. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. I'll tell you, there's a lot happening in the political world. A lot of stories now emerging. Democrats question whether Biden will actually run in 2024. You know, the news yesterday was not good for Joe Biden, as now the major- now we have almost a majority of the American people seeing him as a cognitive mess. Gee, it took uh, people, what, 10 months? I, we were saying it before the election. And, and nobody had the courage. Very few people were willing to say what I was saying. But it was obvious. Everybody told me behind the scenes they saw it, but I just spoke publicly on it. Uh, I'll play this later in the program. This ongoing battle where the White House seems to be putting all the blame on Kamala Harris. New poll out, all-time low Joe at 36%. Harris at a whopping 28%. She says she doesn't believe she's being underused. We're getting things done. No, they are getting things done. They're emboldening China to take over Taiwan, Russia to take over Ukraine or parts of Ukraine. They're They've brought us now a disaster at the border. More dead people from COVID in 2021 than 2020. Uh, They've brought us inflation. 
They can point to that. And, yep, the highest energy prices in a decade and inflation, a 31-year record. Anyway, she repeats the lie that build back better New Green Deal socialism will reduce inflation and it won't cost a single penny. She blames the broken immigration system uh, for her failure at the border. Well, I thought you were supposed to fix it, Madam Border Czar. Give me a break. Plays coy about the payments to illegal immigrants. Remember, Joe didn't know about it, but now he's the biggest advocate of it. People that don't respect our laws, sovereignty, and borders. Unbelievable. Even one Texas Democrat is calling for a new border czar. Henry Cuellar has given up on trying to work with Kamala Harris. She's done nothing. It's a New York Post column out yesterday. Kamala Harris is a very weird person. You know, every time she opens her mouth, people are wondering, what planet are you from? It's pretty clear from everyone in the White House that they hate her. Blaming leaking to every reporter around in the hopes of emerging from this explosion in this stink bomb factory without carrying uh, any failure fragrance. Uh, you know, th- that's actually well written. Very, very entertaining. But can right Biden run? Jen Psaki's waited on this. You know, now that the answer is they're claiming racism and sexism are what's driving the criticism and the low poll numbers of Kamala Harris. How predictable is that? Um, now they're saying, and they're even suggesting that, oh, well, well, Joe likes poop, Buddha judge now better because mayor Pete, you know, got the infrastructure money. Then we got this report on this Saul Amarova apparently was involved in retail theft. She stole money from a TJ. She stole items from a TJ Maxx. There's a great candidate for you. Biden in New Hampshire. How? How do, how do I cross a bridge in a snowstorm? What if there's a fire on the other side? It is getting so bad. Now Merrick Garland has become an issue uh, based on the fact that it appears his October testimony, as I mentioned yesterday, he lied in as it relates to the memo on moms and dads at school board meetings being labeled domestic terrorists. Uh, I forgot to mention that uh, the Moscow State University confirms they destroyed the only copy of Saul Amarova's um, dissertation on Marxism ahead of the confirmation hearing to be Biden's controller of, of currency. Whatever was in there wasn't good. Would have disqualified her. You know what that means? She needs to be disqualified. Uh, anyway, we'll play some of the interview with Georgie Stephanopoulos later in the program today. Uh, the economy's not good. And Joe is actually blaming record high energy prices. Now, remember, OPEC has rejected him and rejected him again and rejected him again. And I mean, how many? It's like you want to ask a girl out on a date or I'll take her to a dance. How many times when she says no, do you get the message? No means no on going out on a date or going to a dance or a prom or whatever it happens to be. Joe has begged OPEC. Now he's blaming high energy prices on oil companies and calling for an investigation, like the clip we had from the campaign where he wants to go after the CEOs and put these guys in jail if you're part of an energy company. No, Joe, the reason that we have high prices in energy is because you abandoned the successful Trump policies, $2 a gallon, and you know now we're paying a buck fifty more a gallon, Joe, because of your policies on oil gas, and coal. And if you return to the Trump policies, guess what? We'll do a lot better. 
But the real fear that has emerged for Democrats now is the CBO scoring this this either three point five trillion, one point seven five trillion, you know, new green deal socialism build back better plan because they know damn well that the CBO is going to say, yeah, it doesn't cost zero. By the way, the reconciliation bill gives a big amount of money to big media. Why not? I mean, they pay back unions, the teachers unions, labor unions. Why not pay back the media mob for all the good work they did in helping Joe Biden in the candidate protection program leading up to the election? Schumer is saying massive spending will create more jobs and fight inflation. No, just the opposite, Chucky. Just the opposite. House scheduled uh, suggests Thursday debate for massive social spending bill. Remember, Nancy Pelosi will not have a vote if she doesn't have the vote, will not hold a vote, call for a vote if she doesn't have the votes. New York Times contributor says inflation panic is driven by rich people flipping their beep over devalued assets. Oh, I guess all the money that you work for, saved and earned, you might want to keep it. Now inflation is impacting the U.S. readiness for war, according to uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. That's how bad this is impacting everybody. CNN is being called out for mocking working class Americans, just like MSDNC. You know, Humpty Dumpty is now facing heat for mocking people that vocalize their concerns about the supply chain and other economic problems. Uh, You know, it's it's pretty unbelievable. Caption essentially stated that there's an amazing and overflowing supply of groceries, despite all the talk of the supply chain crisis. That's like the Biden. Well, you you might not get to choose from 15 colors, but you'll get one. You should be able to find something. Why did we never had a supply chain crisis before? They created this. Biden's energy secretary, I'll play it later, is in a video from 2018 singing about ending gasoline. The same lady that's blaming OPEC and the cartel for the shortage. No, they caused all of this. They caused Afghanistan. They caused uh, they did a horrible job with covid. They caused Biden inflation and the bad economy, the high cost of energy, uh, the disaster at the border. That's all because of these are all self-inflicted wounds, political wounds, and it's all fixable. But it's going to take some bold thinking on their part. Go back to the Trump policies that actually worked at the border. Go back to the Trump energy independence policies. Go back to low taxes and limited bureaucracy of the Trump era, and you'll do a lot better. That's the last thing they'll do.